Join the conversation. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. 2023 is a year in which a number of people have said and they've said you know what we're going to be turning around things and we're going to be we're going to be basically looking at and and trying to see if we can live a better and a healthier life and and we all say to each other you need to live life fully you need to live life to its absolute maximum but in actual fact, what does that mean? Because a number of things that we do, we stress about. And 80% of the things that we stress about um, actually never come to fruition. You know, we were talking yesterday about irrational fears, about the fact that you've got this irrational fear about buttons on a duvet, and you won't buy a duvet cover that's got buttons on it, you know. So uh, those are the things that occupy our minds, and we get ourselves basically caught up with, with this. So uh, in our wellness section, Today, we're chatting uh, to an author and a physiotherapist, Sue Fuller-Good, who's actually written a book entitled The Sweet Spot. And uh, she says that so many of the suffering that we experience in life actually stems from our attitudes and the way we actually think about things. And she wrote this book so that that people can actually reframe things, so they can reduce that distress that they have uh, and actually start living life to its fullest. Sue Fuller, good, a very good morning to you and and welcome to the show. Thank you. Very good morning to you. It's great to be here. Mm. We we talk about this term, Sue, very, very lightly, but we forget that it's actually a bit of hard work and you need to start somewhere about being able to live life fully, isn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right, but I don't like the word hard because it always puts people mm. off. And I would love to say to people, let's just take a baby step in the direction of taking time to be careful with yourself, to take care of yourself. And if you think about it like that, then it's not really such hard work. Mm. Does it make sense? But it is a series of millions of little choices which are going to help you to take charge of your life and start to feel better. Mm. Why why are we in, in so many ways the product of our attitudes and the product of things around us and we get caught in that, and that's why I, I probably say that it's it's hard in the sense that we get bogged down in a routine. We do we do things because of the comfort that we are in, but in order to live life fully and actually trying to take control of your own future, basically means that you need to start somewhere. So, uh, chat to us about your book and, and and take us through the book and how it actually sort of energizes your work and your life and how you can actually start thinking differently soon. Wow, thank you for that opportunity. So I, I'll t- just quickly tell you a story which is actually in the book, but just to give you a little hint. I met a gentleman when I was 21 and had just come out of university, and, and he was literally breathing his last breath. And in his dying moments, he said to me, if only, <clears throat> if only I had done things differently, if only I had told my family how much I loved them and I hadn't gone to the pub every single day. He was in the UK. And Mm -hmm. it blew my mind and it broke my heart at the same time. And I've literally tried ever since then to make sure that every day I reflect and look back on the day and think, is this what I want to be spending my day doing? Is this how I want to live my life? And is it working? And and that's really what I, I set about trying to share with the readers, especially at this time in the post 
post-pandemic um, chaos that we find ourselves in, where we're being interrupted and demanded upon from every aspect and every corner to think about different things and bombarded with information constantly, to actually take a moment for yourself and to actually reflect why you can't change the world around you. Um, you, there's nothing you can do about the way the world is around you, but you can change the world inside of you. And it's quite amazing how if you change the way you think about the world and you change the way you see the world, then the world around you seems to change. And I absolutely love uh, the words of Wayne Dyer when he says, change the way we look at things and the things we look at change. And so that's really kind of the essence of what got me going um, with the writing of the book. Mm. And, and what I really wanted to do was to share with the readers some of the many, many tools, strategies and ideas that I had come across in my working life and my studying life and in my own personal life. Mm. And, um, and these are strategies that have been tried and tested either in the laboratory of my life or in uh, neuroscience um, um, research and that have been found to really, really be effective. And they're not difficult to do. You know, our brains are um, programmed, uh, their sole jobs are to keep us alive in the world, to preserve us and therefore the species. And so we are biased towards the negative always because that's what we need to know about if we're going to stay alive. But the truth is we aren't actually about to be eaten up by a tiger and our lives are not literally under constant threat. And so we can afford to override that natural bias towards the negative mm. and encourage our brains to look at the more positive things in life and to look at things differently. Chatting this That's a very long answer, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Chatting to Sue Fuller-Good this morning, author, physiotherapist and life coach. Uh, talk to us about some of the journeys of some of the people or some of the ways in which people can look at their lives differently uh, and go through the journey of this book of yours entitled The Sweet Spot. Is there an absolute answer? Because each person's journey is their own journey, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and that's really why you have to, um, if you read my book, take each of my stories and they've been written in that way and, and see if they can resonate with your own story. Because everybody's got their own stories, their own specific life challenges and their own specific life support. And if you can um, use the ideas to think about your own story in a different way, uh, then uh, it's going to make a huge difference to you. So I, I have shared some stories from clients and patients of mine because I've spent so many hours of my life literally 33 years or something <laughs> behind four walls engaged in conversation with um, one or other person. And I've learned so much from all these magnificent people that I've been lucky enough to meet. And uh, as each of them has downloaded their story and found their own solutions to making their lives better, I've learned along the way. And that's really what I was trying to share. Chatting this morning to Sue Fuller-Good, uh, the author and physiotherapist, as well as life coach, uh, the author of the book entitled The Sweet Spot. And uh, 
a number of people walk around and they carry all of these sort of delusional stories and all of these stories in, in, in their heads. And, uh, you know, um, I, I touched last week on something entitled forgiveness. And when you're forgiving, you're not forgiving for the other person. You're forgiving for yourself. So you're able to, to move on. But a number of people who walk, they walk around with these delusional stories in their heads and their thoughts and their minds. And their whole life is built on these stories because it becomes crutches and it becomes pillars and it becomes things for them to lean on. And, you know, it becomes a false sense of strength for them. How do you actually go about in your book changing that strategies of people who walk around with these stories in their heads? What a great question. Uh, you know, the truth is that there's so many different ways to look at the same situation. I often say to my clients in my um, coaching room, just turn your cell phone over and look at the other side. And um, one of the belief systems that I really run in my life is that everything that happens, happens to serve me. So one of the first questions I always recommend people to, to ask is, how is this blessing me? And, you know, often people get really angry when you ask them that question. Um, or I might ask them, how is it right the way it is? Um, and, and it's quite amazing. You know, I've had people even in chronic, chronic pain who are literally crippled by pain, turn things over and find 30 or 40 ways in which the pain has blessed them in their lives. Some people hate the word bless, but, you know, how has it served you? What's been good out of it? And when you really start applying the mind, it's amazing what you can find. For example, um, I'm going to share out of my own life. I had a really, really bad accident at the end of last year. And I literally fell off a mountain and uh, broke m multiple, multiple bones and had multiple traumas and whatever. And, um, and I could find so many ways in which that has blessed me. And, and I'll share with you one of the major ways is that I've actually connected with myself a whole lot more deeply. I've learned to slow down and therefore speed up. I've learned to ask for help. And, and all of these were, were really things in my life that unbeknown to me, it was in my blind spot, I wasn't doing enough of. And so I think everything that happens in, in our lives happens to serve us, however terrible and dreadful it might be. And if we can just take a moment and really um, sit with it for a minute, we might be able to start to find those things. And then we can use our opportunity, our, our challenges as opportunities. Mm. Uh, how, Sue, how important is it when we look at situations in our lives, how important is it to say, what does this add to do the value of my life? And how, you know, what does it take away uh, from the value of my life? Because we need to look at this, for instance, even when we're looking at, okay, I'm going for a new job interview, or we're looking at um, friends and families, and we say to ourselves, okay, guys, you know, this is this is where I need to draw the line, because, you know, you're always pitching up, my, at, uh, up at my door, you never bring anything with to eat, you never this thing. So, you know, how important is it to look at those situations and say, this is what it's adding to my life, the value it adds to my life, and this is what it's taking away from my life, and then make decisions you know, based upon that. Exactly. Um, <coughs> sorry. You know, I, I really do think that one of the major things we have to do for ourselves is to put up boundaries, and we have to work out what's allowed in our lives and what's not allowed. 
and and then we have to defend those boundaries. It's a bit like um, putting up a bit of a, a demarcation around your home. If you don't put up some sort of a demarcation, then everybody thinks your property belongs to them as well. So um, putting up some sort of a boundary is essential. But at the same time, you can't change the world around you. And you have to come to some sort of acceptance of the way people are and the way the world is. Um, So I think it's a sweet spot, in other words, somewhere in the middle of the two, between putting up a boundary around yourself and saying this is allowed and this is not allowed and um, accepting the world as it is and not fighting with reality. Because fighting with reality is going to bring you constant unhappiness and it won't help you in any way. It's like banging your head against the wall. But at the same time, you can change things by putting up boundaries and defending yourself. So I think it comes back to that same uh, serenity prayer, which uh, I love because I think it's so wise, is God help me to accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can change, and the wisdom to notice the difference or the wisdom to be able to deal with the difference. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, but. no, that's that's absolutely fantastic because you know that's that's basically where we're heading, and we keep on wanting to change the unchangeable around us uh, instead of finding ways of of incorporating that that unchangeable thing around us, and then accepting that uh, that thing which we cannot change. So, if you've been on a journey this morning, I'd love to hear from you. If you found that sweet spot, which is that spot between, uh, you know the things that you can and things that you can't change give us a call on 0214460567 and on uh, the whatsapp line on 0725671567 we are chatting to sue fuller good an author physiotherapist and life coach about this specific thing but sue it's not just basically a, a, a mind journey or mindfulness journey and i want to come to the fact that mindfulness is one of the most important things these days just having that 20 minutes for yourself in a in a in a mindfulness discipline but also it it, it goes hand in hand with nutrition and with other things like exercise that becomes your holistic approach exactly so um just to say about mindfulness um You know, I don't think that uh, we should think about mindfulness as just 20 minutes a day or five minutes a day of of sort of time for ourselves and for for trying to be in the present moment. I think it's more about trying to live mindfully. And one of the ways to try to live mindfully is to try to live with curiosity. In other words, meeting life with a sense of fascination and wonder instead of judging it. And that's the second one, to live our lives with a a spirit of non-judgment. And then lastly, to live our lives with a spirit of compassion. So if we could try to live more mindfully, it would make such a big difference to the way we feel inside and the way that the world seems to us. And then secondly, as you rightly say, um, well-being in my model of the world is is um, um, made up of 11 different domains. And each one is absolutely integral to the puzzle of of the well of well being, and of the well being of your world and life, and um, and that includes everything from gut nutrition to physical fitness to sleep and fatigue, all the way through to personal mastery and um, sexual health, and mental health, emotional health, relationship health, and financial health. Um, and I'm sure there's one or two I've left out, but it, you, you understand it's a very mm. holistic. Um, thing and 
And we really do have to pay attention to all of those 11 domains of our lives if we really want to have um, well-being. And we have to make time for each of those aspects of our lives to be represented in our lives. Is it is it easy for you, as somebody who runs two companies entitled Body Brilliance and Energy Incubator, is it easy for you to, to have trained yourself to be that mindful and be aware of, of things that you do? That's a great question, and I'm <laughs> going to be so honest here. You know, don't put me on a pedestal and say, just because I've been investigating this my whole life that I've got it all buttoned up, because I really don't. I struggle just like everybody else on the planet. And I I honestly think it's a balancing act, you know, almost as if we were doing a handstand. You would find your balance and you'd lose it. And you'd find your balance again and you'd lose your balance again. And and I'm a big uh, person trying to do handstands over and over again because I'm absolutely sure that balance is at the center of everything. But it's a transient state. We're going to lose it. And then we have to find it again. Mm. And it's okay. Meet yourself with absolute compassion when you lose your balance. I lose mine all the time. and find. But I do find that there's always signs and symptoms, either in my body or my life, that I've lost my balance. So I can easily read the feedback and know that Oi, um, I, I'm out of balance. Just mm. this week, I got so a sore it's... throat. And, and that was a sure sign for me that I hadn't been getting enough sleep and that I was overdoing things. No, so so basically, Sue, what you're saying, it, it, it is a journey. It's not just a, a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's Sue Fuller-Good, the author of the book entitled The Sweet Spot. And she's also a physiotherapist and life coach joining us this morning.